Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. Awesome stuff. So we're going to get the man, the myth, the legend, the pastor, the father of the house up. He's going to come and share a word with us, preach it to us, um, and he's going to come and teach us about fasting. So let's give it up for Ali Ken. Thanks, Sai. Never been called a myth before, but I am here. I am real. This is me. How are you doing? The rest of you? Good, good. Standard answer. We're not always great, are we? No, thank you for that bit of reality. Um, but God is good. And for those of us who have accepted him, he is inside of us. A living reality, day by day. No matter how we are, he is always good. He is always with us. He's promised never to leave us, nor forsake us. That's good news to start with, right? So welcome, uh, if you're new with us in the room, if you're new online, you are coming in at a time where you've probably understood already that we are embarking something really special as a church, a body of believers. This is not just something we are doing ourselves, but we are doing together. 21 days of prayer and fasting. It started I'm not, going to ask, I'm not going to ask you whether you've started. I know there was a dozen of us uh, online this morning for our daily prayer. If you can get to that, 7 a.m., why don't you start the day on the front foot with God? Really easy, 15 minutes, press the Zoom link, and you're in, and we're off, and we're praying. It's important that we accompany prayer, spiritual disciplines come together. Prayer needs to be associated with fasting. Reading the word needs to be associated with fasting. Fasting is abstaining from food for spiritual reasons. That's my summary. If we're just abstaining from food, then it's called a diet, right? We all know that. And some of us, if we go sideways, we could do with a little bit of that. But that's not our purpose, um, that's going to be a, a benefit for some of us, but that's certainly not our purpose. But we are engaging in this campaign, not for campaign's sake. We're not just doing this to tick a spiritual box. We're not doing this because lots of churches do fasting and we want to be there and relevant and hip and on point. We're doing this because the Bible commands it. The Bible encourages it. The Bible leads us to this. And today is day one. In 21 days, we are going to be meeting here in the evening, Saturday evening, for a light meal to break uh, fast. And not only that, but the thing I'm really looking forward to, I mean, I, I don't know what your fast is going to be, whether... It's going to be for an odd day, an odd meal or whatever. We'll talk about that in a second. But right now, I'm not looking forward to necessarily coming for the food, although that will be good. 
I'm looking forward to hearing the testimonies of what God has done, has said, has promised, has reminded us all in this campaign. Some of that will be personal, individual. Some of that will be corporate as a body. And my spirit is rejoicing even now thinking about what that's going to be like. Because when we fast, when we humble ourselves, as Simon says, when we deny ourselves for a spiritual purpose, God comes near. The reality of his presence is so much greater. Our spiritual ears are so much more tuned in to what he is saying. And we want that as a church, don't we? We want to be effective. We want to be efficient. We want to be doing the will of our Father. And they're easy things to say, but how many of them, don't answer the question, how many of us are actually doing that? How many of us could confidently say, I am in the will of God. Let me encourage you, if you've never fasted before, when you are in a fast, certainly for myself, I've never felt that I've been more in the will of God. Not just because I'm fasting, but because I'm attuned to the spiritual realm. Because I'm giving up my natural connections so that I can spend greater time in a spiritual Connection. We've got two fasts. I'm, 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 I'm speaking to a whole group of people, somebody maybe who's got no clue what's going on, so I'm conscious of that, and other ones are thinking, oh no, not another message about fasting, not another post, not another this or that. But you can get all the information now if you go to our website, and if you're online now, you can hit forward slash fast track on our website, and everything is on there. All questions and answers about facts, about faxing, faxing, that was from the 90s, uh, fasting, uh, and all questions and answers about this particular campaign, some uh, videos, some teaching, and all the details there. But we've got two fasts that we're encouraging us all to do at least one of, and that is to uh, a time-restricted fast, so skipping a meal a day, or doing what they call a Daniel fast, which is cutting out choice food, basically. I want to just spend a few minutes, so when when I'm talking about fasting, I'm talking about a whole array of ways that we deny our flesh, ourself, our carnal nature, the, the natural to allow for the spiritual to come in greater measure. But let me just for a few minutes just talk about food. Fasting is restricting ourselves from food. We talk about social media fast. We talk about the Daniel fast. Now, They're all good and they all serve a purpose. But when we're talking about fasting, it is the giving up of food. All of it. Not just some of it, all of it. Now, if you're doing the Daniel fast, that's great. But can I just encourage you, if, if you're thinking... Well, I'm doing Daniel because that seems trendy and everybody's doing it and that's going to be easier. Can I ask you to pray about either or, or and or doing a, like fasting a meal, a whole meal, if you're new to this? Because there's something that, have, and, and I know we've, we've got something else going on for the kids and 
Certainly we wouldn't encourage, recommend, or, or anything of that nature um, asking people who are pregnant or who are nursing mothers, breastfeeding, that, you know, there's times and seasons and that is not a time and season to fast. But for the rest of us, and, and, and medication, if you're on heavy medication, that's not always a reason not to fast. And I think that can be an excuse, but you do need to check with your doctor if you're going on a fast, full fast, as I would call it. But to give up food, even in a time-restricted, like, once, that is really base level. One meal a day is base level. I mean, you could probably do that without even thinking about it, some of you, without without it being a problem, and we're not saying fasting should be a problem, but it is a problem, and quite rightly so, because we're rechanneling our focus and our energy. And one of the mistakes I've made several times is just that, it's right, well, I'm just going to skip the skip a meal, or I can just focus my mind for a day, and, and I've done it, and I'll fit in the odd bit of praying in here and there. It just doesn't work. It's not the right motive. And you're just ending up just dieting for a day. To be prepared is so important. That's why the posts have been going on. That's why the encouragements have, have been going on the, the WhatsApp groups. And to get people to watch the videos and, and to ask God what their fast should be is really important. But to, to give up food... Full stop. Can I just ask you to pray? And the reason for that is because I think food has more of a hold on us than we like to admit. Who doesn't, by way of a show of hands, who doesn't like food? Of course. But some of us probably like food too much and I'm not just saying those of us who need to lose a few pounds and I'm there but those of us who maybe get a little bit too excited at the mention do you know what I mean and, and we've all been there a bit and if you're sticking those horrible social media posts of your dinner your breakfast and your you've got you need to go on a fast right you need to break something Listen, the, the good news is that our bodies were created and designed to fast. The reason that is is simple because when we go to sleep, we're not eating. Does anybody eat when they're asleep? In your dreams, yeah, maybe, maybe. You might wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, why do I want to go down to the fridge? But you don't eat when you're sleeping. Your body is designed to fast. That's why when you wake up, and we've formed the word in our English, is that we break the fast. That's why we call it breakfast. Our bodies are designed to fast. Our bodies... are a temple of the Holy Spirit. God is living inside every person who has accepted him 
by the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ into their life, forsaking their own life to receive his. Fasting, in a way, gets you close to God, but actually, theologically, that's not true because whether you're fasting or not, God can't get any closer if you've accepted him. He's living inside you by his spirit. What happens when you're fasting is the the awareness of God increases. Meal restriction after meal restriction after meal restriction. He's in the he's in the he's in your spiritual home. He's he's inside you, he's in your spiritual house. But so many of us just keep him locked away in his room upstairs. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Wanna be just a bit honest here? But yet fasting opens the door to Jesus. He says, come. Have your way. It's the reality. I mean, think about it in the natural. You live in your house and you've got a guest in the guest room upstairs and they never come out. You never encourage them out. You never invite them out. And yet, as Christians, we do that. I mean, I know I do. Yet, fasting opens all the doors in the house. And says, Jesus, just come and have your right. God, this is your house, Jesus. Let's, let, what room do you want to go into? Do we want, are we in the, that, that room of intimacy in the bedroom? Are we, are we in the study where we're opening your word together? Are we in the living room, chilling out? Probably not best to go in the kitchen with Jesus during a fast. But you get the analogy. The Bible also says that our bodies are to be offered as a living sacrifice. Fasting is a sacrifice. Because food is good. God's given us food for our enjoyment. But yet, our enjoyment for him. Well, it's easy to say, isn't it, as believers? Oh, our delight is more in the Lord than it is in food. But is that actually happening in practice? I know it doesn't always in my life, so I'm guessing it doesn't always in yours. But yet, for seasons, for times, whether it's a meal, whether it's a day, whether it's for the 21 day, I've never gone more than seven days, but you know what? God has laid in my heart, not for this time, but for this time next year to do 21 days. I'm already thinking about it. I'm already planning. How can I build up that up to get to that place? Because I can't think of anything greater than being so in touch with heaven, so intimate with my Savior, than coming at the end of a fast. That's got to be good. Paul says he beats, he beat his body. Does anybody remember that? I can't remember what book it's from. He says he beat his body. He kept it disciplined. He kept it under control. The language is like of a training athlete. You know, if you're training for something physically, you do whatever it takes, right? You know, these footballers nowadays, they're on so much, their nutrition has to be spot on, their training, even their mentality. You know, when you look at these Premier League, top league players now, there's so much goes that you can't, you can't be out of kilter at all. And yet, how much more should we be like that? And in the, 
essence of the Apostle Paul here where he says he disciplined himself and kept his body under control. How are you doing with your bodies? Another rhetorical question. How are you doing with your bodies? Are you keeping them under control? Does your body dictate where you go, what you do, what you put in it? Or are you dictating that? It's a challenging question, isn't it? You know, the devil tempts us with food. I mean, that's probably not rocket science. If you understand what it is to be in Christ, and understand good and evil, and understand temptation, you can understand that you can attach the devil to tempting you with food. He did it right at the beginning. He did it with Eve. He could have offered her power, but he gave her the luscious, juicy-looking, forbidden fruit. Whatever fruit it was, it was enticing. Because Eve would have known how good that would have felt in her body. Interesting that the devil chose food as the instrument to bring down the fall of man. Now, Adam wasn't off the hook. He let it all go. So we're in this together, boys and girls. When, when God's people, Israel, were finally out of slavery, for hundreds of years of slavery, and miraculously delivered um, through the Red Sea, they'd seen all the plagues. I mean, God was so there, and they crossed over and into the wilderness, and they were free. Praise the Lord. Thank God. Yet before you know it, you read in Exodus, they started grumbling. What were they grumbling about? Food. After all that oppression, all that heartache, all that slavery, and the thought of not having the food they had there, they were willing to turn back. They were talking about turning back. Well, at least we had the meat over there. Jesus. Matthew 4. Simon's already quoted from some of it. He's about to launch his ministry into ministry. God, by spirit, leads him into the desert to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. And at the end... Satan's there again. And what's the first thing he says to him? Turn these stones into bread. Jesus was hungry, the Bible says. Well, you think that wouldn't be a great revelation after 40 days, would you? Let me just say this as well. If you're going on a fast for a few days, fantastic. Uh, one, get on the WhatsApp, the full fast WhatsApp group that Simon's mentioned, because we need to encourage each other. We need to keep accountable. We need to spur one another on. You will get hungry. I mean, look, we're on day one. Probably woke up around about seven o'clock, most of you. 
It's nearly 12 o'clock. We're five hours in. It's not that hard, is it, at the moment? What about lunchtime, though? Because our brain is programmed to go certain places and receive certain things. What about tonight? Those are, I'm, I'm going to definitely do three days up to Tuesday night's prayer meeting. I'm either going to do... Committing is, is a good way. I've gone too many fasts where oh, I'll go as long as I can. It just doesn't work because you've got an easy, you've got an easy out. I want to show my commitment to the Lord. I'm going to do at least, I'm probably going to do three, without sounding hypocritical. My plan is I'm probably going to do three, three, three days for three weeks, but I might carry on after three days. I might do all nine. I might do more. I might do like, I don't know. But I'm definitely going to do that as a minimum. And the reason for me is because on day one, for me, it's relatively easy because I've done it before. I remember the first time I fasted, I thought my whole world was going to collapse. But day one is, is okay for me. Day two, the headache can come often. Feeling like, what have I committed to? Day three can be equally the same, sometimes a little bit worse. But something happens on day three. Day three into day four. And uh, you can speak to Rita. Where's Rita? She knows all of the nutritional um, details of this. And we put one of the, uh, a little video. Did you watch that video that I put on about that? I think that was fairly accurate, wasn't it? The guy with the whiteboard. And so much is happening. The way that God's designed and created your body, outside of the spiritual benefit, there's so many things. You know, your whole immune system gets re energy gets re what's the word regenerated it, it come, becomes completely new so sometimes even when you can think you know the devil might put a little snivel cold or you think oh i'm not gonna not gonna fast i don't feel well i look, i'm not a doctor but i'm saying quite possibly the fast is what you need it'll do your body the world of good so day three comes and then you just hit it's like four five six seven it's like, it's not, it doesn't get worse. It actually gets better because you hit a norm. Your body will tell you, I need food day one, day two. I'm, I'm, I'm. Jesus was hungry after 40 days. Understandable. Doesn't say he was hungry after one, two, three, four, five, etc., etc. Because I don't believe he was. It takes a lot of time for your body to get hungry. What is happening is your mind, your brain is saying, You're hungry. Your flesh is saying, feed me. How many of us, how many of us just kind of say it flippantly? Half an hour before dinner time or you're late for dinner. Oh, I'm starving. No, you're not. You're not starving. It'll take you weeks to get to a place of starving. But we tell ourselves, don't we? And our brain says, oh, no, you're hungry, you're hungry, you're hungry. I'm saying all this. To say, if you can, if you can, try and get to that at least the meal-restricted fast, a meal a day. And if you can do even just a day a week, if you want to do more. And if you're doing the Daniel, that's fine as well. Because it's the act of, I mean, Daniel isn't actually a biblical fast. Don't get, you know, upset about that. It's good for you to do it. It's good to do social media fasts. It's more of a self-denial, and that, that's what fasting is from food. But the more we can self-deny, 
during these next 21 days and to, to self-deny social media, great, so we're not doing that as a church. The, the church account is, fro- is going to freeze, so to speak. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on to like YouTube because I watch loads of uh, sermons and teachings on there. And that, that's my main source, like 90 plus percent of my time is, is, is getting stuff from there. Um, so it's different for everyone. But what I am going to stop is scrolling. And I've gotten a bad habit, not loads, but I've got a recognized bad habits that you start to uh, get on these. I think they're called short, shorts on YouTube and you get them on Facebook. And this is what TikTok's all about. Mindless. Cat video, you know, cat, another cat video, you know, people doing silly things and bashing each other. And it's addictive because they're so short. Oh, one more, one more, one more, one more. You come round an hour later thinking I've just wasted the last hour of my life. And it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you get a little bit of a chuckle and a bit of a laugh, but... You know you, can, you know, you can have a bit of a chuckle and laugh with the Lord. Well, God's got a sense of humor. Well, I know that because we've got sense of humor and we're made in his image. I had no plan for this morning. I just really felt just to go where the way the Lord led me. And I've got five minutes left, so I'm just going to finish off with a couple of thoughts. But just hold that. Intention. In fact, let me pray for us right now. <clears throat> Just regarding this issue of food. Lord, I, I, I pray that everyone within the sound of my voice, listening back to recording online, in the room, wherever we are, at whatever time, that first of all, we would align ourselves with the truth of Scripture that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that the fast that we choose is individual to us. But I do pray, Holy Spirit, that you would take any of the words that I've spoken regarding our relationship with food and how it should be brought under subjection, how we should be masters over the choices we make and how fasting could potentially be a barrier to that. I just pray that you would do your work, that you would uh, just add to the words that I've said that are pertinent, and that people would choose, even on day one, even as we're at the blocks, they would think, right, well, I'm going to do this for this period, or I'm going to do that for that period, but of the total understanding that they want to reach a place as a child of God where they can break through, break through into a new realm of spirituality where they've never been before, in Jesus' name. And my heart is for us all to get there. I I am determined, this campaign, I am going to reach new heights in God. And as I said, it's, it's not so much that I'm closer to God, because every single one of us, 
who have accepted Jesus, as I said, has got him inside of us. It's, it's the reality of him being there. Fasting directs our hunger toward God. How amazing is that? That actually, it's like we get to that place where, ah, oh, in the natural, ah, oh, starving, food, right? How amazing would it be that we get to that place spiritually that there's a point in our day, it's like, ah, oh, I'm starving for you, Lord, just for just some revelation, for some insight, just for some comfort, for your peace to envelop me, just to know that you are with me. How amazing. Fasting trades the physical for the spiritual. It disconnects the flesh and connects the spirit. It, it, listen to this. It increases spiritual weight, not spiritual worth. Nobody is different whether you're fasting or you're not fasting. God loves us all the same. Our worth in him is exactly the same. In that regard, he has no favorites. Yet our spiritual weight... I can go in that fridge door and I can get the light to shine on me and I can put on some pounds. But actually, how about we open up the words of Scripture and allow that to put some spiritual weight on us. Fasting isn't to receive God's righteousness. It's to respond to it. If you're in Christ, you have the righteousness of Christ. 100%. It's not about that, but it's about responding to that. Really quickly, this is what's going to happen in your soul. Your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. When you're fasting, we start to understand what is hindering us. When we're living and connected to the world more than we should be, we don't realize we're connected to the world. That's the truth of the matter. But when that is moved away, you know when something is taken away from you? They say, you know, right, right okay, you don't appreciate stuff until you, you lose it or you're removed from it. It's the same in the Christian walk as well. When we disconnect ourselves from the world and we connect ourselves to God, in our minds we can understand. He can reveal to us. He, we, we, we will start to see disciplines that have faded or even gone, not what they were. We will see and understand in our mind and the mind of Christ will help us that we will see that we need to increase or adopt some disciplines. We might even need to be delivered from certain things in our will we choose right we're not choosing lack when we fast but we are choosing life every day every day so for me over the next three days I might get oh, well, I'm sure I will get the hunger pangs I will feel like what am I doing but when I get to that stage I'm actually Gonna rem, I'm actually going to tell myself and remind myself that I am worshipping Jesus. I am choosing life over lack of food. I'm choosing Him. By me denying myself, and it's got to be of a right motive, but denying myself of the right motive, when you deny yourself of the right motive, you are choosing God. Amen. Have you ever been chosen before? Maybe it's on the school playground. 
And when it was, when I was young, it used to be like two captains, pick your teams, and right, I'll have the best one, next best one, next best one, and then they'll kind of like, whoever can't play football very well, you know, is at the end. It's not nice to be at the end, but it's nice when you're first, when you're chosen, even second or third. When we deny ourselves of food, we are saying yes to Jesus and his way and his commands. We are choosing his way. That excites him. That excites him. So when I get to those hunger pangs, when I get to those thoughts of what am I doing, I'm reminding myself that God is pleased and that I am choosing him. And then finally, our emotions. You know, we can sense God's presence and perspective when we fast. How we feel about the lack of food we get is often, here's a thought, how we feel when we are depriving ourselves of food could just be how God feels when we deprive ourselves of Him. Have you ever thought about that? God loves us all the same, but we can grieve Him. And I just think, how wonderful it will be that we put a smile on God's face over these next 21 days. We don't have to do anything. It's not about doing. It's about being. This whole campaign is to help us to be. The last three weeks, the reason I've told asked Joss to do uh, the sermon series on the Sabbath is so that we can get more engaged in this be. And over the next 21 days, I just pray that you would be with the Holy Spirit in a way and to a measure that you've never been with Him before. Father, help us, guide us, lead us. I say it again, I come against any condemnation, any spirit of I can't do this, I'm not good enough, I've left it too late, I'm not as good as that. I cancel that in the name of Jesus and I lose the love and the peace of Christ into our lives right now. The one who wants to be with us, the one who wants to minister to us, the one who wants to show us the secrets of this life, the one who wants to direct us in our businesses, in our relationships, in our marriages, the one who wants to whisper the things that are going to give us breakthrough in life, the one who just wants to commune with us because he died for us. I speak that over each and every one of us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.